all the movies, all those comics, all the games, all those toys, all the TV, the animation. Just give us, just give us one hour and 45 minutes and we will give you Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Weekend Marvel, episode number 223. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, action, adventure, Ricky Purden, and I jamming it out. I'm Ryan Panagos, vice president and executive editor, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Ricky Purden. I'm the talent manager here at Marvel. Um, is, is this your first one since you did, you became VP? No. Okay. No. I was like Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. We also are joined by... Jesse. Oh, I was supposed to introduce myself. That, like my you have title a, or... What what do you do for us? Oh, I'm an intern here. <laughs> she just digital... rolled her eyes too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the digital media intern here. Yep. What's your, what's your middle name? Elizabeth. Jesse Elizabeth. Okay. okay. Well, it's Jessica. What's your last name? Jessica Elizabeth. Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. J E Q. Jack. Jack Q. So, um, this, is this your first podcast? Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, you put me on the spot. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's yeah, what happened. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Uh, speaking of literally, I just got back from Britain. Yay! Yes. I just got back last night. It was a lovely trip. Lovely trip. Can't talk about it too much, but I'm going to be talking about it a lot later this year. <laughs> later this year. We spit a lot of secrets, but I had a great time. Um, Do they talk like that? Do they all talk like that? No, there's so many... Act- it's, it's like it's, it's like America. Some people talk like this, and, you know, other people talk like how they talk. Right, and, right. you know, my mom has a very Long Island accent. Yeah. I don't really. Elizabeth has a little bit of a Southern accent when she's had a couple drinks. Yeah. My Elizabeth, my wife. Uh, so, you know, that's just how it goes. Right. Yeah, that's life. Did you see any comic book people while you were over there? Yes, I actually, I had dinner with uh, Mr. Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey, oh. which was great. Um, Who both have southern accents yes. in real life. And they're like, hey dog. Hey dog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was great seeing them. They took me in what they called the Williamsburg, Brooklyn of London. Ooh la la. Yeah. Dalston, which is an area I'd never even heard of, but shout out to Dalston. Yeah, what up, Dalston? To a place called Pond, which was a Hawaiian-themed restaurant, and awesome. they made terrific food and drinks, and it was great. Did and you have was, fish tacos? No, oh. we did have fish. We had poke, okay. pokey, poke. I don't know. I think it's pokey. Pokey. I think it's pokey. Speak up. Can you hear yourself? Yeah, you're I in can there. Hear myself. You're good. Yeah. All right. Uh, pokey and like four courses of like tasting stuff and um uh, a flight of manhattans yeah which was delicious that sounds super british all of that it wasn't british it was the <laughs> least british thing oh. what was super british was i had uh sunday roast with a friend of mine at a pub uh after i landed um is it like brunch kind of that's yeah. a uh i was he was like i'll take you for a proper sunday roast and i'm like yeah, I don't know what that is. Let's do it. And it was that sounded great. So we went, and it was just like a big plate of food, roasted meats and vegetables and potatoes. And it's like a Friars Club roast. <laughs> you, you just go into a room and like five guys make fun of you. <laughs> You're like, why did I do this? <laughs> that would I be hate, terrific. I hate Britannia. Uh, that sounds like something they would do there too. Yeah, yeah. they would make fun of you in a room. Yes. <laughs> uh, but overall, it was a delightful trip. Um, cool. And again, can't talk about anything else really, but. Had a good time. I love going to London, so I'll be back there at least once more this year, I think. 
Um, but we don't have Ben here. He's he's out this week. Uh, so standing in is Ricky Purden, mm-hmm. who's read every single comic we're going to talk about. I have and more and yeah, more of and more. Now uh, I'm going to handle the lion's share of the work. Uh, Ricky's going to dive in a little bit here and there. But um, based on the feedback we got last Rick, last time Ricky was on, um, you guys like hearing about the art side of things and Ricky chiming in on different books and stuff like that. So. We'll get a little bit of that in here, and then uh, I'm going to toss Ricky out for the second half of the show and bring in Adrian Cowan to talk uh, some of our questions and comments. That's fine, because I have to go to the bathroom anyways. Yeah, right? That's how it goes. Uh, but we have so many comics this week. So it's, many. It's and it was a really good week, which is it makes the, it makes the job so much easier. Uh, so I'm going to dive right in. We've got A-Force, number two, written by the team of Kelly Thompson and G. Willow Wilson. Uh, Kelly's done some other work for us, uh, I believe. She was co-writer on the end of Captain, or a part of Captain Marvel with Kelly Sue DeConnick. Uh, But Kelly's great. Uh, Willow is obviously amazing. Uh, Art by Jorge Molina, colors by Laura Martin. And, I mean, that's that's the thing that always pops out about me, to me, about this uh, book, is how friggin' gorgeous it is. It's like top to bottom incredible especially Jorge Molina is one of those masterful artists when it comes to uh, acting yeah. and facial expressions and and just getting the point across not just by the dialogue like there's so much that um, is is said without any words throughout this book and that's that's like one of my favorite things about good artists why I love David Lopez so much oh, and yeah. I love yeah. you know some some just amazing artists they can do so much uh on their own without the dialogue. Yeah, the body language, oh. the, the camera angles that he uses and everything, he switches it up. All the characters look different, too. Like, if you if you just saw the black and white art, you would know that's She-Hulk, that's Medusa, that kind of thing. So, yeah, he's, he's a great storyteller. Yeah, and what you were saying about body language, there's a scene, so they, the, uh, well, backtrack, Singularity is here in our universe. She remembers knowing the A-Force crew from uh, Battleworld, but no one else does. She's confused. She's a little wigged out. Uh, and so she's going through sort of like reconvening with various members. So she's a She-Hulk. Uh, Medusa has basically tried to Inhumans arrest her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Marvel is trying to, you know, unravel the mystery. They're fighting this crazy big bad. Uh, and they go, they need to figure out someone who can do some magic and help out. And, of course, Singularity thinks, oh, my friend Nico, because she knows Nico really well from her time um, in, in Battle World. And so we go to Nico's at a wedding in Japan with her family, who has all but disowned her. And she's like made good with her family until all the superhero stuff come, comes down. But there's a part in here where Nico is talking with She Hulk and Medusa and Singularity. And the way she's like slunched over, yeah. the way she's standing is so perfectly teenager. Right. It's like it, it's something that is so simple. Yeah. But I, I noticed it as I was reading it, the way she was just, like, holding herself yeah, yeah, yeah. made so much sense. It's really slight uh, choices that he takes with physicality that are more engaging to the reader, too. Yeah. So you kind of feel like you're watching these guys act this stuff instead of just heads talking. So Totally. And then we get uh, Punching and we get Dazzler. Um, they name the big bad, which I can't remember, but don't worry about it. You'll get into it. You have to read this book. Donnie. His name was Donnie. Yeah, it's Donnie, named after uh, the Wahlberg. The Wahlberg. Yeah, you know. Are you familiar with the Wahlbergs? No. I love it. Cultural <laughs> divide. That's age right there. Yeah, I was Changing. listening to um, New Kids on the Block this morning on the way to work. 
because that's how I go to work in the morning. <laughs> and that's not even a lie. That's true. It's on my phone. Yeah, I love it. Uh, all right. After that, we've got Amazing Spider-Man number seven, written by Dan Slott, art by Matteo Bufagni and Marte Gracia. And um, this is Spider-Man uh, getting in, involved and in deep with uh, Mr. Negative. Yeah. So uh, Mr. Negative thinks he's tricked Peter Parker, uh, but he because he does have cloak and dagger sort of under his thumb. Uh, we get to see some like the two sides of Mr. Negative very prominently throughout this story uh, and a big possible change in, in a lot of things for Mr. Negative, for Cloak and Dagger, for, for this whole uh, group, but it's good. There's a lot of like intrigue and mystery uh, and potential backstabbing. I so love much. Cloak and Dagger so much. Like the right? looks of those characters. Yeah. Uh, they're great. Uh, they got their powers from drugs or... It was like, t- it was testing... Yeah, like they they were they were kids who got tested on. Doesn't that happen? It happens so much in you know? Marvel comics. But uh, real quick, Matteo Bufagni is the the villain artist for this. While Giuseppe Camincoli, uh had a couple issues off, Matteo's going on to another book uh, that I think will be announced pretty soon. But um, he's he really stepped up his work in this series, and he, he reminded a lot of us of Olivier Coipel um, and guys like that. So another guy who does a great job with like with his his body language and acting. So yeah, I got a um, like a Lineal Francis U vibe too yeah, yeah, yeah. from that, which is great. Like big, kinetic, awesome. Will you um, yes Halloween cosplay with me this year as Cloak and Dagger? Uh, only if I can be Dagger. I wanted us to both be Cloak, where I get on your shoulders <laughs> and we have like a hood on it, like kids trying to get into a bar or something. All right, and we can find a da- you could be Dagger. You could absolutely be Dagger. Yeah, deal. <laughs> All right. You know I. You know I don't like Halloween that much, but for you, Ricky, sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Captain America Sam Wilson, number six, is up next. I'm going to look for the credits page uh, because, of course, it's not right in the front. Why would it be right up front where I need it very easily? But this is uh, this is the wrap-up of the story. Oh, wait, it is on the front page. <laughs> I'm a dingus. Something is going on outside. Let's pause. Good news, they were just investigating a smell, so we're back to the podcast. Uh, so this is written by Nick Spencer, uh, pencils by Joe Bennett, inks by Bellardino Bravo, colors by Romulo Fajardo. Romulo Fajardo. Thank you. Yes. That's why you're here, to fix my massacre of their names. <laughs> um, and so this is the wrap-up of Cap versus the uh, Serpent Solutions, okay. and it's just such a dope, dope issue. Like, Cap is on his back. Cap Wolf still, but like laid out, incapacitated for a good chunk of the issue, where our new, our new um, uh, Falcon has to come out and and sort of fight and hopefully save the day. Um, and he's here; he's got his wings. He doesn't have really like his powers yet, um, but or he has his powers. He doesn't have like a costume or anything yet. Um, it's uh, it's just a good old fashioned Cap versus Serpent crew throwdown. And uh, like fighting in the sky, this the um, the new kid, Joaquin Torres, or as uh, Ricky calls him, Toby. Uh, Joaquin has to uh, step up, and he does like crazy. But even then, the tide is starting to turn. So we get uh, Cap support staff come through in a big way. So Misty Knight shows up, and uh, she's got this big hero moment. She's in the fray, and then my favorite moment of the issue comes in when D-Man saves the D-Day. D-Man! Exactly. D-Man, like a bouse, coming in. Uh, we get Cap Wolf 
growling at people. It's a good wrap-up to the issue. A uh, lot of things that um, Nick leaves that we can follow up on in future mm. issues, a lot of threads to pull. Uh, it's really good. And then by the end of the issue, boom, uh, new official status quo from one of the characters, yeah. which was super cool. I, I like the... Um, I like the... Uh, pizza? Yeah, the pizza that showed up halfway yeah. through. He's like, hey! I like that... We're on issue six of the series, yeah. and Cap Wolf is—he's—he's he's been Cap Wolf for about a little over half, I think, at this point. Yeah, which makes me really pumped. Yeah, I just hope he stays Cap Wolf. I hope that he doesn't no, he's change not. back and shoot. Sorry. Okay. Had, had a good run. Had, yeah, a, had a good run. little bit of Cap Wolf action, and it was that's that's what you need. Yep. Um, but Stromy and the Wolfman mm-hmm. are reading Cap Wolf, the oh. original Cap Wolf, yes. for Twim URC. Yes. And a little teaser for next week. Not everybody's into it. Not all the fans really dig it. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, all right. Next book is Captain Marvel number two. Oh, my God. Yeah. I hate this book because I love it so much. Yeah. It is ridiculous. Written by Michelle Fazekas and Tara Butters. Congratulations to those two for the Asian Carter book or series going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Shout yeah. out to television. Television. They need our support. Uh, so they're the uh, showrunners, co-executive producers on uh, that show and it's killing it so good uh, art by the amazing Chris Anka mm-hmm. uh, actually I was talking with Jamie and Kieran about how good Chris is Chris like is, and it's getting better and better, just, and, better. and he's 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 young he's young yeah. and that like blew he's, me he's away he's like 13 years old yeah like what? if don't that he's, he's 13 not. years old Jesse he no can't, way he can't even, no he he's not even, 13 he's not. you were hook <laughs> line and sinker yeah, yeah. I don't well, think we Captain have Marvel's 13. covers are always my favorite so yeah. that's why I was very impressed yeah. he might be 13 uh, yeah. well, but I'm impressed either way yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Killen colors uh, covers and then color by Matt Wilson who is another one of like Matt is so good it's yeah. ridiculous yeah, it's yeah. like Especially, like, you watch Matt step into that role of being one of the go-to top-level colorists over the past, like, three or four years. Right. Uh, and it's just, he's got this beautiful palette that works so well, especially in, like, in space here. Yeah. Because our, our space books are very colorful, mm-hmm. and we need someone who can, can nail that, and he does, 100%. Well, that's really, like, attentive to setting, too. So, yeah. the, the, in one setting, they're... Miss or Captain Marvel's walking with a flashlight and it's kind of yellow. And then we go to the ship where it's lit differently again. Mm-hmm. And then you see the Alpha Flight team and it's kind of in this pink. Yeah. And so without knowing it, you, without being conscious of it, you know exactly what setting you're in just because of the colors that Matt chooses. Yeah. It's really smart. Yeah. Um, top to bottom, this book has an incredible team and it shows. So uh, Captain Marvel leads Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight is sort of uh, space shield at this point yeah. and like, you know, awesome, just boom, boom, boom. This, I like this, Puck. Puck's so good. Puck's great in this book. Puck is so great. Uh, you also have Sasquatch and Aurora, mm-hmm. and there's some drama. Because I didn't know. Okay, they used okay. to go to the Bone Zone. I didn't know that I didn't either. know that either. And How so, does that work? Okay. It's going to be pretty awesome okay. for someone in that yeah. group, I would imagine. Yes. Uh, but they don't currently engage in those activities, as far as we can uh, tell in this issue. Right. So there's a little bit of tension. And I think I we're. Like I like that. They play off of that. Uh, but Captain Marvel, Carol is just like just the perfect leader she's here she's like sacrificing and fighting for her crew um there's big stuff there's stuff happening while cap and the alpha flight team are out investigating this really mysterious ship that is very old yet has very advanced technology and it's also organic so the ship isn't like computers and computers it's like gooey gross like webbing 
Yeah, and like snotty stuff. Ew, ew stuff. Old spaghetti. Yeah, old spaghetti holding it together. Like when you have one of those like a plastic bag with shaved uh, grapes in it, you put someone's hand in it and tell them to close their eyes, and you're like, ooh, it's eyeballs. <laughs> That's what that ship is like. You know what? That's perfect. That's exactly what it's like. Uh, and by the end of the issue, we get to see Abigail Brand um, possibly stepping up uh, because she's needed to. She's here. She's almost been demoted. Uh, because now Captain Marvel is above her and Abigail Bryan used to run a lot of this stuff. But uh, there's a big mystery at play right at the end of the issue. Is there someone undercutting the the advances of Alpha Flight? We shall see. All right, got Contest of Champions, number six. This issue is called Cheat Code, written by Al Ewing, art by Paco Medina, Juan Velasco, and David Curiel. Um, there's so many characters in this book. Yeah. And, like, so many characters who are getting eliminated. The credits page has 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 characters. Plus three question marks. Yeah. So a lot of potential in this book. And it's it's fulfilled. We get uh, the newest member of this group to get into um, the battle realm is Night Thrasher. And... It's like in just a few pages talking about Night Thrasher, <laughs> Al nails like how awesome he is. He's like Tony Stark, a young Tony Stark on a skateboard. He's on a skateboard. He's he goes into battle on a skateboard and they totally call him out for it. And it works. It's great. There's at one point uh Bullseye Bullseye who is the uh Electra is now is Bullseye because she's an alternate reality version and she throws a sigh at Night uh, Thrasher who stops it with his skateboard yeah. and then like quips a little bit and then keeps flying around uh, and there's there's just so many fun moments in here Sentry going all ballistic uh, and then there's two major uh, like swerves by the end of the issue we don't do spoilers over here Maybe three. There's a lot of swerves by the end of this issue. A bunch of stuff. It's just really fun. Um, You don't have to play the game to enjoy this book, uh, and vice versa. But if you are enjoying that, like fighty bits from the Contest of Champions game, you're gonna love the book. It's it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a really important thing to note. Is that I think a lot. It's really easy to discount this book as just like a tie-in to the video game. Mm. But Al Ewing is writing this as if it's just like an alternate reality. title like exiles would be or something like a what if yeah but but with also there's like two the two team aspect i really really like because one team is all like proper marvel universe and one team is all alternate reality characters and it just it's so fun it's fun and it it feels like it has weight it doesn't feel like a kind of like right offable tie into the game so right uh all right we've got deadpool and the mercs for money number one this week with colin bunn and salva espin colors by guru effects and um, the only thing that I was a little thrown off by was that this felt like it needed to come after the next issue of Deadpool. Uh. Um, because in in the proper Deadpool book, they've been fighting, um, what's his face? Uh, the evil dude. Um, Madcap. Uh, like, terrible, awful Madcap. Uh, but the... Deadpool's crew is still very much intact here, so I'm curious to how how that's going. But that said, this is just super fun. You've got Deadpool leading this group of just idiots and violent, violent people in in this, you know, they're they're mercs, and they're fighting for money, and they go to to sort of get something 
They get ambushed. We get uh, the Crazy Gang, which is a Lewis Carroll-inspired group of killers from an alternate universe. If Ben were here, I'd be like, Ben, what is the deal with these? Where do they show up? What's their story? Uh, You'd be like, oh, Fantastic Four number 13. That's a great Ben impression. It felt like he was in the room. Hey, it's me. I'm Ben. (laughs) Question mark? (laughs) Exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we've got, like, uh, the Executioner, who just, you know, cuts off people's heads. We've got the Red Queen, who just wants people's heads cut off. Has a great British accent in here. She says, Not his toes, you donkey! His head! Off with his head! Take his head off! Off! It's great. This is just super fun. Uh, I love that Nassiker is a part of this crew. Yeah. The um, Mexican Deadpool. Right. And... We don't subtitle them. We don't translate them. Nope. It's just deal with it. That's how he is. That's how the world works. I like yeah. Stingray's design. Stingray's design is so good. I like slapstick. Slapstick. It's good, like it's a good time to be a fan of like '90s Marvel comics. Yeah, uh, like we've Thrasher, we've Cat figured Man. out the like ridiculousness of it yeah. and made it work and made it cool. Right. And which is great. Context. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's great. Uh, and then. By the end, we figure out what they were hired to get, and that is going to be bonkers. It's really, really cool. So we get that, and if you picked up the issue, you also get a special bonus of the first issue of Spidey by Robbie Thompson and Nick Bradshaw, uh, which is, like, Nick Bradshaw, stupid good. Yeah, and he's inking himself on that book, which which is when he's at his best, I feel like. He can get a lot of crazy textures and things in it. You can tell he's having a good time with the book. Yep. Uh, speaking about having a good time, we've got Doctor Strange number five, written by Jason Aaron, pencils and colors by Chris Bashalo. Oh yeah, oh yeah, so good. And then inks by a bevy of inkers working together to make this book happen. Murderers uh, Row. Murderers Row. Um, but we get to see uh, in the in the last issue, we got a little mystery about Wong, and like there was something that was there was a little bit of dialogue. And you're like, what? This issue opens it up and changes everything like bonkers so uh, I will not spoil that but you get huge revelations about Wong and his what exactly he part of what he does for Doctor Strange and it's not what you would have thought and it's horrible and terrifying and upsetting and amazing and you get to see him being this awesome badass leader but all that said um, magic is there's a war against magic and uh, Doctor Strange and the Magicians are losing. The uh, They do not have the capabilities, as far as we can tell, of fighting this battle. So it's this this group called the Empirical... Empirical? Empirical. Empiricuticals. Yeah, like it's, your your, it's, it's a group of fingers that are like really not happy with magic. No, the Empirical are these uh, like tech-based, um, just awful zealot characters they're they're you know their weapons are technological they're saying that magic is wrong and and should be abolished and they've been going through realities and dimensions destroying magic and now they've come to earth which you know earth and in in our marvel universe is just chock full of magic spewing people it's it's everywhere yeah it's like oh look there's man thing peeing on the side of a building yeah and he's like hey and he's got magic everywhere right um but you, you know, we get to see this really cool two-page splash of Wondergore Mountain, Weird World, the Florida Everglades, where Man Thing is, uh, Machu Picchu, 
uh, Skies Above New York, where we get to see uh, Dr. Voodoo, and The Bar With No Doors, which is, I love it. The Bar With No Doors being a magi- magician's bar makes me very happy. Uh, Can I tell you my Man-Thing idea? Tell me. It's, it's Man-Thing, uh, like, sneezes real hard. <laughs> And like a, like a lot of snot comes out, <laughs> but he's like, eh, whatever. I'm going somewhere, and leaves it on the sidewalk. Uh-huh. Um, it gets a little bit wet, and then it's nighttime. And in, in the moonlight, um, out of that snot thing grows a little man thing. Uh huh. Um, but he's he's a basically a little boy, so his name is Boy Thing. <laughs> so my idea is a series called Boy Thing. I love it. And instead of like giant sized man thing, which was the name of the title before, this would be mini-sized boy thing. Uh, how do we get this to happen? I'm talking to Tom, but you won't return any of my emails. Well, that's nonsense. I'm nonsense. Call somebody else. Um, I gotta give a shout-out to the cover, which I believe is Kevin Nolan. It's Kevin Nolan. It's definitely Kevin Nolan. Unfortunately, the credit inside says Chris Pichalo and Tim Townsend, but the cover is Kevin Nolan. For sure. And anytime you see Kevin Nolan, you just gotta stop and look. Yeah, beautiful work. So good. Um, Doctor Strange's Amazing, and we've got that little picture film coming this year, so I think you're going to want to definitely check out Doctor Strange if you haven't already. All right, we got Guardians of Infinity number three out this week. Two stories, as we've been doing this series. Uh, the first is part three of the Millennium Story, written by Dan Abnett, art by Carlo Baberi, Walden Wong, and Israel Silva. Uh, the backup is uh, the first Marvel story by DMC. Yeah! Yeah! With uh, Edgardo Miranda Rodriguez, Miranda Rodriguez and uh, Nelson DeCastro. Um, so, for, well, you know what? I'm going to start with the DMC. Start at the beginning. It, no, I want to start in the, in the back. I'll start in the back. Yeah, uh, the DMC and Edgardo story. Because I was reading it. I, I randomly skipped past the, um, the credits page when I read it the other day. And I went right into the story. And I was like, huh. I don't know. I don't. I wasn't sure who was doing this. I was right. like, "Cool, that's a really interesting look for Groot." And it's you know you got Thing, uh, and they they're going to Earth. Okay, and then there's like hip hop stuff thrown in there. Uh-huh. Like there's a little bit of just like I don't know. It just felt like Thing was spitting rhyme he's here and there. Adidas shell tops. Yeah, and he's got this this awesome look. I'm like, this is cool. And then it gets into a little bit of uh, like. There's some characters speaking Spanish, and there's all this stuff. It's very, it felt very New York, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" I looked at the credits. I was like, "Oh, that makes perfect sense." Yes. And it's such a fun story. It's Thing and Groot versus Plant Man in New York, and it is a blast. Yes, it's so fun. Um, I love the fact that we got, you know, that we have a uh, story by co-written by DMC. Because he, he does his own comics, yep. and so he's written before, so this isn't yeah. just some like, random celebrity appearance. Exactly. But he's really great at, at uh, bringing in character development stuff and, and action scenes and things. It's, it's, he gave Nelson a lot of fun stuff to draw. Yes, totally. Uh, so that was, that was awesome. Then part three of the main story that we've been following is just bonkers. You've got these three teams of Guardians, and they're slowly getting whittled down because the forces that they're up against are just really really dangerous and scary and like we the the totality of the threat keeps getting elevated here it's elevated by like the three teams of guardians are fighting over 4000 of the enemies that they were having trouble with when they were fighting like dozens and uh, so that's to fight 4000 of them and we get in sort of in the shadow a little bit of cameo that there's a leader ahead of all of this stuff um so the leader is called 
Hermetic Hermeticus. 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 And so I'm I'm excited to see what that's all about next issue. Like my mother-in-law, right? Hey, Hermeticus. Yep. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, all right, where are we? So we've got Howard the Duck, number four, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Joe Quinones. Oh, and pencils and colors by Joe Quinones with inks by Joe Rivera and Rick Magar, or Magyar. Magyar. Magyar, thank you. Um, and this is great. Like, the cover shows Galactus and uh, this this lady who's got, like, weird space look to her. Mm-hmm. And so we get to see who this character is. And she introduces herself as basically the Herald of Galactus. As we go into the issue, we find out she's not quite the Herald. No. We have a, It's just a really cool story establishing this character who wants to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. You know, She wants to be in the room where it happens. And uh, so she like totally does some really messed up stuff to get there. There's a scene where you find out how she got her powers. And it's super messed up. Yeah, it's, it's disturbing. It's yeah. really messed up. It's great. Um, but lots of fun stuff with Galactus. Silver Surfer shows up. The Guardians show up. There's a terrific scene. So you've got Galactus talking to this this gal. Her name is Scout. Um, and you've got Silver Surfer. And you've got Howard. Howard being, he's now a living nexus of all realities. So that's great. you got the Guardians showing up. They're all basically talking in space. But uh, a lot of alien races are going after Howard because they've you know, like he, they're being, they're chasing him. So what ends up happening is you've got this big brouhaha with all our main characters, and then a bunch of aliens roll up and start shooting. Right. And so they start shooting, and where is it? Um, there's a part where, uh, like, one of the races is shooting in their general direction. Yeah, it's the Kree. They're shooting at them, and they hit. Galactus in the face. That's a no-no. And there's just this one panel of two Kree dudes, and one of them goes, just, just fire at Galactus. <laughs> uh, oh, he said, did you just fire at Galactus? The other one was like, I, I, it was just, you killed us all, and Galactus just blasting everything. It's right. really fun. Uh, you get to see Howard with a part of uh, Silver Surfer's powers, the power cosmic. So he's on the, the board, and he's helping everybody escape. There's really cool little emotional bits in here. Um, it's I love this series so much. But by the end, we get another one of those yeah. super jerky elders of the universe. Right. Um, they're such turds. Yeah. Like, mm. But I, I think Joe Quinones has a lot of fun with the different, like, cosmic oh, yeah. elements of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And, and makes them kind of, not relatable, but, like, brings them kind of down to earth a little bit. Yeah. So there's personalities and things. It's a lot of fun. It is. I, I'm curious if anyone on the staff has told Chip Zdarsky that we have a character called the Runner and a character called the Gardener and they're on the same level as the Collector and the Stranger and, and those characters. Right. Eternity and those guys. Yeah. yeah. So like someone should be like hey you know you have these characters to work with too because yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to read a book where Chip Zdarsky writes a really great uh, Runner and Gardener okay. story. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's just me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Invincible Iron Man number six is the kickoff of a new story. This is the War Machines uh, story arc, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Mike Diodato and Frank Martin. And, um, I mean, this is War Machines. Yes, you get lots of roadie in this issue. Uh, you get Tony Stark basically having a breakfast date with, uh, with the girl he's been seeing. So there's the breakfast date, and then uh, Doctor Doom shows up, which... This is like, I love Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Doctor Doom, one of our greatest villains, if not the greatest villain uh, ever. But him 
just wearing a suit, being like super cash Doctor Doom, yeah. and like following Tony Stark around and making sure he's like showing Tony that he's kind of on the up and up ish. At least we hope uh, is the best. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and like outsmarting Tony at all turns and being more charming and like really great yeah. is terrific. At the same time, you got um, Rhodey going to Japan to investigate those like crazy. Uh, not robot ninjas, but like mechanic, like super suited up ninjas. Like vending machines with ghost meat in them. <laughs> That's what they have in Japan, right? <laughs> you can get those on the street. Yes. What What was exactly you just said? Vending machines. With oh, I thought meat. you said. I thought you said venom machines with ghost meat in them. That's basically the same thing. <laughs> no, those ro- those robot ninjas. Those like. Is that what you're talking about? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Japan is looking into robot ninjas. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we've got Yukio up in here, which is great, classic uh, Wolverine supporting character. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my favorite stuff in here is the uh, doctors scene in the in the diner. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, that's going on, and big stuff where Rhodey f- basically follows his lead, and uh, by the end of the issue, uh, gets a little bit flipped upside down on him. Yeah, which is a lot of fun. Um, I mean, Tia Dado's been working. At Marvel for so long. Yeah, he just he just came off of the um, Vader Down storyline. Uh-huh. He went straight to this. He'd been working with uh, Bendis before uh, Secret Wars started. Um, he well, he worked on Guardians of Infinity. Guardians of Infinity. Gar- Guardians no, of Guardians Nowhere. of Nowhere. Yeah. Um, and then something before Secret Wars started. He's a, so he and Brian have always, have worked together for a long time. Yeah. But uh, he's one of those like new classic Marvel guys, and he's been doing work for us for a long time in a lot of different kinds of work. Um, so if he's ever on a book, it's like a, an event, like movement. Yep. It feels like, oh, this is an important book to read. And Frank Martin looks fantastic with them uh, on colors. They're a great team. Yeah. All right, we've got Nova, number four, written by Sean Ryan, art by Corey Smith, colors by David Curiel. Uh, and we, we start in as uh, Nova, Ms. Marvel, and uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, are fighting Mole Man and uh, Mole Man's monsters. We get to see that like there's more to this this subterranean situation going on uh, as we learn that Mole Man has a son. Mm. Uh, this like really weird looking uh, mole dude, the Mole Monster, and like he he's got a resemblance to his dad, but he's more monstery. Like, I want to know what the mom's story was. Pig nosy, yeah. Yeah. What did like? Who did he meet on what yeah. date? Oh yeah. At what point were they like, let's get it on? We, like, need a, we need to make a kid together. Yeah. We need to think about our future. Was it like Mole Man's mom was pressuring him? Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to die without having seen my grandkid. <laughs> like really serious stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, but Mole Monster rolls in and, like, you've got Mole Man who has his classic moloids and has the classic big monsters, but Mole Monster. Um, has like a different set of monsters and he has like a warrior class of moloid dudes like big beefy uh crew and it's interesting and the, so there's a fight for subterranea going on and by the end of it um spider-man and Ms. marvel are like this is not our fight this is like we gotta get out of here and nova's like what that's stupid i don't want to i want to help okay. but i think it makes it like there's a lot of you can sort of see both their rationales because you don't know that conflict. You mm-hmm. don't know who's right and who's wrong. How are how are you to say who to go in there and and, and you know like fight for? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you see 
bad like you see these like moloids starving right and the little moloids like you want to help them right so nobody should be in that situation all right uh, but by the end um, uh, Sam is like pissed off and like I, I think Sean does a really great job of writing Sam in a very emotional place right. he's a kid he's dealing with so much crazy stuff he's trying to be a superhero he's trying to like be cool with his mom and his sister he's trying to like not fail at life and school and also he has all the crazy stuff going on with his dad like bonker stuff so yeah, and the uh, the first couple issues of the series really set up like Sam's life now post Secret Wars with his dad back and everything and now he's actually gone through a lot of stuff the last three issues yep and so suddenly in this issue it just kind of catches up to him and it ends on a kind of like a really sad emotional note yeah um, Corey Smith who's uh, the artist in the book is new to Marvel with this series and uh, he does youthful characters really well so it's uh, it's fun to see him go from these subterranean action scenes to this emotional sequence in the back. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Also pretty cool is Obi-Wan and Anakin, number two, written by Charles Soule, art by Marco Caquetto, col- uh, colors by Andres Mosa. And, um, man, Charles is such a Star Wars, like, uber geek. Yeah. This I Like, I can just imagine how happy he is doing all these books. Um, but you've got Obi-Wan and um, Anakin, this is, I guess, uh, between episodes one and two, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think it's between those two. Yeah, one and two. So Anakin is still, like, super Padawani. He's young. Uh, he's learning. Um, and they've, they've crashed on this, uh, this planet called uh, Carnelian IV uh, because there was a call for Jedi assistance. But find out this planet like the people that they initially meet have no idea what jedis are right they've they've been separated from sort of the rest of the galaxy for a long time so the these two jedis are here and it's like these people don't care right there there's this like giant conflict going on that the jedis in similarly to what we saw in nova it's like how do you get involved in, in a meaningful way that without having all the information. Like, it's a very difficult situation, but there's a really cool way that they do get involved and they're trying to help people and then maybe trying to help um, the situation itself in other ways. That's going on, and there's some really killer stuff in here about the development of Anakin in here. Mm -hmm. Um, He's trying to learn his powers and he's failing. Uh, He's trying to, like... Obi-Wan is like, hey, you know, these are, like, they get attacked by these you know, native creatures on this planet. And Obi-Wan's like, focus. Just, they're they're not mean. They're not bad creatures. They are just doing what their basic instincts tell them to do. Direct them away. And there's this really, like, really intense couple of pages with uh, with Anakin. Then we flash back to a little bit before. So we get to see Chancellor Palpatine in here. Um, Really cool stuff. And it's just... Absolutely bonkers, gorgeous. Because Kaketo is like, I don't, I can. His lines are so thin. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. He looks like no other book out there. It is wild because you would think that all his stuff is digital, but I've seen some of his really? editions and stuff, and they're not. Like a lot of his stuff is line art, and wow. it's just so technical and, and precise. But he, being colored by Andreas, the two of them look so cinematic. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels like you're watching, you know, a short movie. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Um, all right, on to Rocket and Rocket Raccoon and Groot number two, written by Scotty Young, art by Philippe Andrade, colors by uh, Jean Francois Bellou. 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 Um, and so, you know, 
this is uh, Groot having like left onto um, he's Groot is like captive by Lord Raccoon who looks very much like Rocket Raccoon yeah uh, it's like Wario and Mario yeah Waluigi Waluigi would you rather be friends with Waluigi or Wario uh Princess Toadstool how dare you Jesse Princess Toadstool. Yeah. This is a Princess nightmare. <laughs> I'm going with Waluigi 100%. You two are wrong. Who's the Wa Princess Toadstool? Is there a... I don't think... Dabney? That... No. Yeah. <laughs> Dabney <laughs> Coleman. Dabney Coleman is the Princess <laughs> Wazoostool. Uh, but we get to see... Um, we, we finally actually get to see uh, the origin of what's going on with... Uh, Groot and why he has these carvings on him. So this is cra- the story, the bulk of the story is about Groot's crazy journey around the universe, mm-hmm. uh, looking for Rocket and what he puts himself through in order to figure it out. Because what is written on him is supposed to be clues. And uh, there's a really interesting thing that I will not spoil about the carvings on him and, and Groot sort of ways to keep it all relevant and safe and all this stuff so um really really cool and it's a bummer of an issue in terms of like yeah. Groot as this amazing selfless friend, friend yeah. and what he's going through uh really great emotional stuff Scotty and and, and uh Philippe do a great job yeah um alright we've got Scarlet Witch number three one of my favorite books yeah man yeah. this is dope uh written by James Robinson art by Steve Dillon uh, with uh, a little section right towards the end by Chris Visions um, mm-hmm. and the colors by Frank Martin. Um, but anytime you give me Steve Dillon art, I know. I'm gonna love it. That's what, you, that's what you normally say. I know you like Steve Dillon, but I think this is the best stuff Steve Dillon has right? done in, in years. Like, like, we're looking at this page right here. And this panel, yeah. is a, it's a very simple thing. Yeah. Uh, and this where, like, the, um, what's his name? The Emerald... Jerk face. Yeah, Emerald Flag. Emerald Warlock. Yeah. Uh, has basically like gone through murdering every person in a specific bloodline. If you have read the um, was it the Uncanny Avengers annual. Was it Uncanny Avengers? I think so. Yeah. If you read that, then you you get a lot of his story. So he shows up. He is finally murdering his last of this bloodline, and now he's got to go find something else to murder. Right. So. But there's this great shot of, of the victim flying through the air, and it's just really dynamic. And I, I don't know, It reminds me of, like, Preacher-era yeah. yeah. Steve Dillon. Yeah. And that's, you know... And, like, this, all the Ag- Agatha Harkness stuff, like, the looks, the... I mean, he's such a master of eyes yeah, and, yeah, and faces. Features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just about to curse, because I was so into it. <laughs> but Scarlet Witch looks... You can, I mean, she looks, you can tell he put in some thought into her... Her bloodline and what her facial features would look like. Yeah. The character designs of everyone else and like storytelling with framing things out and yeah. and uh, backgrounds and making sure that the, that the 360 rule is in effect where anything is anchored in the background stays anchored through the rest of the scene so that the reader knows where they're at at all times. Um, it's just really great art and, and it's a simple looking art, it's deceptively simple. I think people think it doesn't take him very long to do stuff, but he puts a lot of thought into this. Well, and, and it's to me, it's like. It's similar to Kirby in a lot of ways yep. in that it, if you are looking at it in a very, like, real quick, you think, oh, that's that's a very simple art, but it is not. It, there's so much into it and such a mastery of, of the art form. Efficient. It's efficient art. Yes, yes. 
uh, and it's awesome. There, there's some really cool stuff in here, and James is just having a like. I can see James having so much fun from issue to issue, working yeah. with different artists and like, like playing to their strengths playing and coming strengths, up with cool he, stuff. He actually is talking to Emily Shaw, the editor of the book. When when she passes him um, an artist's name, he he gears a book toward that artist's yeah. uh, work, and so like this next this next issue and what we get a preview of at the end of this issue is that Scarlet Witch kind of goes into a um, uh, like a like a living forest kind of situation and Chris Vision's art is really um, I guess natural and, and, and painterly and, and watercolorly and it, it, it has a it has textures to it that other artists can't get and so it's because James wrote to that artist so yeah super cool uh, great issue and it's a one and done so like you can you can read it without having read the other issues, right. but it is building a larger tapestry of who Scarlet Witch is and what her role in the Marvel universe is. And yeah, and dope covers by David. Ah. Oh my god, yeah. just bonkers. Yeah. yeah. All right, where are we got now? We're uh, you get to talk for a while. <laughs> I want to talk now. Yeah. Spider Man number one came out this week. Uh, this is the one that features or it spotlights uh, Miles Morales, new to the regular Marvel universe after the events of Secret Wars. Um, Written by Brian Bendis, art by Sarah Fakelli. Uh, she had inking assists uh, on this issue by Gaetano Carlucci and colored by Justin Ponzer. Um, I was looking forward to Miles showing up in the Marvel U for a long time now, and it totally paid off the wait. Uh, we open with uh, Miles kind of facing off against uh, Blackheart in the city, and you don't really know why, just there's devastation everywhere. Um, and this awesome new character design for Blackheart. Oh, man. I was never really a Blackheart fan. I just knew Blackheart from, like, the Marvel vs. Capcom game. I didn't know why he was a playable character. When we were kids, we put out um, a Ghost Rider, Punisher, Wolverine book called Hearts of Darkness. Hearts of Darkness! Which was, is still, I still have those originals because they were, like, high-end. Prestige like, format. Prestige format. Yeah. Johnny Jr. did the art. Yeah, yeah. And, wraparound cover, right? yeah, wraparound cover, and it is still one of my favorite comics from yeah. from ever. And and so Blackheart's just kind of looked the same since he was introduced in what Daredevil in the late eighties by I think yeah. Romita Junior drew that too. Might know, have yeah uh, in Nicinthe's run, but so now he's got a new weird tribal look that's mysterious because they don't explain it, but it, it's really effective because he's got a, a, a kind of spooky ghost face and and uh, tribal weapons and stuff. You don't really know what's going on, and then we flash back to earlier that day and what Brian does in this issue is really sets up Miles Morales in the Marvel Universe now and so even if you haven't read the one million Ultimate Spider-Man comics that he wrote <laughs> shame on you if you haven't or the dozens of issues that Miles Morales appeared in you should go check those out um, this gives you a, a good starting point for Miles in the Marvel U and he does that by showing what it's like for a dorky kid growing up in New York City yeah before you go any further one thing I was thinking about in reading this we you know like a lot of books creators are on and off sometimes fairly quickly right. and like they'll do a book six issues 12 issues whatever it is but between Brian and Dan Slott right I, that those have to be the two longest two of if not the two longest runs on Spider-Man right. ever and they're both like still going on it's so fresh yeah I mean, you're, not, you're not like ugh this is like filled with continuity I don't know or this dialogue is really plain or boring or yeah. corny. It's it's fun. They, they, he has a way of making it feel exciting still. Yeah. Um, and so we see we see Miles go through his day. Um, people always say the best Peter Parker is the Peter Parker who was in high school and was like 
a, a dummy who would have bad luck all the time with relationships and 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 his best it, it made it fun when you read him as spider-man because yeah. he could he would achieve things and he would succeed and he could be a, a, a smart aleck and and he could have fun and you had fun with him um so spider-man or miles morales spider-man uh answers a call downtown there's a big uh, explosion he runs downtown because he's a hero I would run away from an explosion. I recommend all of you. <laughs> There's this great moment in here where Miles completely saves hundreds of innocent hundreds, people. Yeah. He saves the day uh, in the midst of this explosion, like webs up this whole thing. Like a bunch of cars flying ah! in the air. And he saves them. And then he goes to start saving the individual people. And then the crowd is like, hey, just so you know, like maybe we can help here and you go do that. But like, I love how sweet Miles is. Like, he just is focused on helping people. Yeah, yeah he's like, yeah, duh, of course. Literally yeah. says that. Uh. And and he flies. So it's, it's fun watching this young hero figure out how to be a hero. Um, and he's in way over his head. There's this big explosion. He realizes that there's a big fight between the Avengers and Blackheart. Uh, Blackheart looks crazy. Uh, and then Blackheart takes out the Avengers. It's only Miles and Blackheart now. He's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> He grabs Captain America's shield, which for some reason got me excited. I don't oh, know why. Hundred, look, that, well, part of it is that, look at that art. Yeah, Sarah's drawing of him just looking epic. And then he uses his special power on Blackheart, gets, his upper, gets the upper hand. Um, and then, I, I don't know, can I say what happens in the last page? No. Okay, somebody shows up in the last page, and it makes you just really want to know what happens next. Yeah. He's really, Brian's really great, especially with this Miles Morales character, in giving you cliffhangers that make you want to go check out the next issue. Um, there's a great final letter from Nick, too, in the back. Nick Lowe, the editor of the book. Um, but, yeah, I love this book. And Sarah is a, a blockbuster talent in that she's a traditional Marvel artist in that she knows how to lay out the tension with her angles and then pays off with these big splashes or mini splashes. Um, so she's she's got a way of telling a story that is very classic Marvel but is still updated. And Justin Ponzer's probably the best superhero colorist in comics so that team is unbeatable this is a really great starting point for miles but it's also just a good new book for anyone to pick up and read who ha hasn't really checked out many marvel books so i recommend passing this to your friends if you can yeah who's the letter cory on this issue is cory petit cory petit there's uh this two-page splash you just had open mm. um and it starts here but like this yeah this two-page splash going through the two sides of miles life um right now like the, the chaos of his civilian stuff and being the kid and the the insanity of him going into fight the superhero battle with him right in the middle but the lettering here is so good using that to help um, with the panel breaks yeah in between the gutters oh it's so good and, and this is a great example of Sarah's a storyteller it's a, a, the, page, the dope page spread starts off with pulled back zooms in a little bit zooms in a little bit close up pull back zooms in a little bit zooms in a little bit and you get the, the, the splash of the, of the explosion so she's a really smart storyteller um, this is a great book we should hire these people to make comics for us okay uh, alright next book Spidey number three so we were talking about the awesomeness of Spider-Man in you know in high school and stuff like that and this that's what this is Spidey is a classic style book uh, written by Robbie Thompson and art by um, 
uh, Nick Bradshaw. I'm a colorist. If I could find the credits page, I would tell you that the colorist is super dope as well. Uh, can't Jim Campbell? No, Jim Campbell is Jay Scott Campbell. Nope, Jim Campbell. Jim, Jim Campbell? Campbell colors this, yeah. Okay. Jim Campbell's been known to do a lot of uh, quieter, more indie books, but he's got a flatter palette, which I think really helps um, with but, what Nick is doing. Yeah, the classic style here. Yeah. 100%. So, this, they're all one and done. This is issue number three, and it is a ton of fun. Yeah. It's Spider-Man versus the Lizard with tons of lizards, and if you know Nick Bradshaw's work, he is one of the most detailed artists we have currently on the roster. Yeah. Like, really, t- it's like Art Adams level it's Art detail. Yeah, yeah, you can tell he's a huge influence on, on uh, Scott, or uh, Nick. Nick. Yeah. yeah, and so it's super fun, but my favorite, one of my favorite splashes we've done in a while. Yeah. He's that could got, be a poster. This should be a poster. It's It tells you, like, it gives you the context of the fight, Spider-Man versus Lizard, with all these little lizards. It gives you Doc Connor's origin, and, like, the consequences and all this other stuff and the worry that Peter has for uh, this dude who is his friend. And then it's just laid out in this beautiful way that the borders are all these lizards. It's hard to put it into words how friggin' cool this is. Jesse, in words, how cool is this? So cool. Wow. <laughs> Nailed that it. That was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so Spidey number three, and remember, um, pick up... What ha- Deadpool and the Mercs for Money, I believe, has Spidey number one for free. Yeah, you get two issues of the book this week for the price of what? Two. You get, Thir- you get 13, wait, <laughs> if you subtract the square root for, I don't know. Yep, on to Uncanny Avengers number five, written by Jerry Duggan, art by Carlos Pacheco, inks by Mariano Taibo and Dave Mikus, and colors by Richard Eisenhoff. Uh, first up, I hate Gambit. Everybody knows why do you I. Hate, why he's do you just hate the Gambit? worst. He's just. What is it about him? Is it his gloves? <laughs> is it the way he breaks hearts? I, I find him slimy. Is it his mask? Gross. His face mask? Can you that, imagine how gross hair. and smelly the back of his neck is with that thing? I, and because you know, if you wear like, it's not like it's cold out. No. So he's covering up all of this, like on his ears and his neck area, yeah. and all this. So this it's sweat pooling in his ears. It's hot. How can he even hear? I get nervous just like getting in the elevator at Marvel. If he gets nervous at all, he's going to be filled with sweat. Just it's disgusting. Gross. His ears. And how does he hear anything? Yeah. Are his ears covered? Yeah, his ears are covered, at least in the cover. In here, he probably doesn't have his little sachet thing pulled up. But like, I have a hard enough time hearing people or talking without mumbling. So yeah. people constantly can't hear me. But if you were talking to him and he, every few minutes he's like, what? Uh, what did you say? Yeah. I'm like, take the thing off your ears. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just take it off. Yeah. Um, so straight up, I just don't like Gambit. So screw you, Jerry, for putting uh, him in there. But we got this cool stuff as we've got a smaller team of Uncanny Avengers: Deadpool, Human Torch, Rogue, and Cable, which makes me so happy that I Cable. So, and like, uh, kudos to Stegman and Pacheco for drawing Cable just this mountain of a man. Yeah, like the the shoulder pads make him bigger, but he's still like eight feet tall. Three, four feet wide. Three, four hundred pounds. Yeah, minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Uh, did you read the um, Fabian and uh, Riley Brown... Um, Cable, Deadpool... The Infinite comic? Yeah. I love... I read it probably on my way out to London. Yeah. Or one of my recent trips. Issue 2 came out last week? Yeah. I read the digital... I read the digital all versions. the Infinites. Yeah. And it was so good. It's really funny. It's, it's, it's really funny because... 
yeah, I'm not going to go into it, but right. yeah, the book is great. Cables, cables, I, like we were talking about before, the 90s are back in a way where these writers like Jerry and people have figured out ways to make these things that were kind of hokey and, and could look goofy seem really powerful now. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, but so Cable in Uncanny Avengers is here and he's got a different status than we would have seen him previously. So that Cable and Deadpool Infinite Limited series reestablishes all that. Right. That's really great. Uh, so the uh, this core group of Uncanny Avengers is going after... They're looking for Red Skull, essentially. And there's all kinds of crazy stuff that happens. There's a really cool thing that Jerry creates this, like... Uh, it's a casino... It's like a boat casino for bad people, which is just amazing. Uh, but Gambit shows up. There's fun stuff with Rogue and Gambit and Human Torch and all this stuff. Then there's this moment where... Uh, Rogue goes to kiss Gambit, and it was like, "See, that's why. I, that's one of the many reasons I don't like him. He's a gross dick, and I don't like him." Are you jealous? Are you jealous? Are you jealous? Probably Gambit at my core, I'm probably very jealous. And then, uh, like as the story finishes up, it was just like, "Damn it! Yeah, damn it! Yeah." A lot of that gritted teeth, me saying, "Damn it!" Um, so terrific issue. And then this cover for the next issue. I don't know what is happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Alan Davis. Alan Davis's cover for Uncanny Avengers number six. That's mm. great. It's a future team of some kind. Blah. Like so the good. cover on this one um, is Yasmin Putri. Uh, Yasmin's been working with us for a few years now, too. And, or a couple years now. Um, and she's terrific. She's, she's got she's beautiful layouts and, and uses a lot of white... Uh, borders and things to kind of help our characters pop. It's a nice cover. Yeah, very nice cover. All right, Uncanny X-Men number three, written by Colin Bond, art by Greg Land, Jay Lyston, and Nolan Woodard. Uh, so the uh, my favorites, the Dark Riders. Again, 90s craziness that are terrifying in this book. Yeah. Colin does such a great job of taking like these just so ridiculously kind of goofy characters and making them scary and threatening and just murder machines Um, and they come in here and they're they're basically their goal is to kill all the mutant healers because evolution says mutants are dying out strongs have to survive healers are just defying the natural order of things so you get Magneto and Psylocke and the uncanny avenger uh, the uncanny x-men team having to try to protect all these healers and fight these crazy fights. It's, it's awesome. You got Monet, and then boom. I'm not going to spoil who shows up in this issue, but I was, I had no clue, was not expecting it. It rhymes with popcorn. Yep, it does. It actually, it actually does. Rhyme literally popcorn. does. There's two reveals in this issue, and the other one, oh. r- rhymes with something else. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, latex. Yeah. Latex. Right. Latex. Latex and popcorn. That should be the subtitle of this podcast. Oh, that should be the title of the trade they put out. Yeah. Latex yeah. and popcorn. Uncanny X-Men colon latex and popcorn. Yep. Uh, great stuff on that one. Last book of the week is Vision number four. This book. It's a lot of people's favorite books, man. Dude. Every it. issue. It's like uh, Tom King, the writer, comes over to you. He's like, hey. How you doing? Yeah. He like puts his hand on you, yeah. and then he punches you in the genitals, right. like repeatedly. So good. Written by Tom King, art by Gabriel Hernandez Walta, colors by Jordi Belair. Uh, starts off with like, <sighs> it starts off with a scene of Vin and Viv, the uh, children of Vision, playing with uh, a football, and it's this like really interesting. <laughs> 
interpretation of the Charlie Brown uh, kicking the football thing. With Lucy, yeah. With Lucy. It's really good, really crazy. Uh, and then it, it sort of like goes off from there as... Um, and so we get like Virginia still dealing with like the repercussions. She murdered uh, Grim Reaper, who let's be let's face it though, yeah, like dude's been dead before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, he'll come around. Do we need a Grim Reaper? Yes, yes. So he'll be back. Yeah, totally. Uh, but she had killed him. Someone saw and has been kind of blackmailing him. But then that goes as Vin and Viv go back to school after like some crazy. Uh, stuff that they, you know, had to deal with. And it, it sort of spins out of there in really interesting ways. I just love that Tom and the, the art team take this, a lot of mundane things. Right. And then spinning them around this family of androids. Right. And just where where that actually leads you is in all these amazing, wonderful places. Right. And it is really intense. This book, like... Intense is a, probably the best way to describe this book. It's like you I get nervous reading it. And especially by the last couple of pages of this issue, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Because yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. something horrible is going to happen right. to someone. And by the end, it's just perfect. It's a hard book to explain to someone who right. hasn't read it before. Like yeah. what you just said is like, okay. Yeah. But you have to give it a try. It's, it's surprisingly great. Yeah. And even looking at the covers... Delmundo is a great cover artist, but I could see where someone would say, like, I don't really know what that book yeah. is. And that's exactly what the book is, this weird, even the logo is just this weird off title, but it's still a superhero title, too. It's it's really interesting. And Gabriel Watts' art is, Gabriel's been here for a long time, and his line art has changed over the years where it's not as flat, and Jordy does a great job as his colorist, adding edges and depth uh, to what he's doing. So, I don't know, the whole team is just on point this book so on point um really really good and so uh gosh gotta pick a book ricky what's your pick of the week spider-man number one wow tough one there yeah uh jesse based on our discussions what are you most excited to read i'm actually most excited to read spider-man number one too yeah your description yeah. was inspiring yes and i don't know there's something i don't haven't actually read a lot of spider-man so this would be a good place to start for me yeah i wasn't a spider-man fan when i started in marvel i just never got into the yeah character. i've never been into him either but i like miles man miles is the kind of guy who like i feel like i know that guy in one of my group of friends it could be you ryan mm-hmm. you could be my miles morales and i could be your Genki. Genki <laughs> is the name of his best friend yeah. uh i love everything about all that uh I am torn because I do want to pick Spider-Man, but I want to also throw some love to A-Force number two. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel number two also Were gets it right in there. Yeah, Vision, Spidey. Uh, Vision, yeah. But, um, okay, yeah. Like, I, we generally do put out really great books Yeah, it's, right it's now. kind of stupid how good our books and are. It's fun because there's a lot of hype when you relaunch a line or put a bunch of number ones out. Yeah. And so a lot of these are twos and threes and fours, and the books are still really strong. Super so strong. It's, it, it's, it's a... It's a great job by our creative teams and our editorial group to keep making them great like this. Yeah. Ricky, what collections do we have on sale this week? Uh, we have Volume 3 of Avengers by Jonathan Hickman. It's a hardcover. Uh, Captain America's 75th Anniversary Vibranium Collection hardcover, which is a big... Yeah, I didn't even know we were doing that. Giant. I saw someone in the hallway with it. He dropped it, and it fell on his foot, and then his foot exploded because it's so huge. Yeah, that happens. Into, into a million pieces. Yeah. Uh, Daredevil by Mark Wade, Volume 4, hardcover. It's a great run. Giant Size Little Marvel 
AVX. Uh, we've got Marvel Universe, Deadpool, and Wolverine. Superior Foes of Spider-Man, Omnibus Hardcover. That's a great book. I In London, two separate times, people brought up how good that book was and wish they had more. Steve Lieber and uh, Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer, yep. Uh, so then the last book we have out this week is Uncanny X-Men Volume 1 Hardcover. Right on. Uh, digital Comics on sale this week. I think all the books we talked about already, um, as well as Amazing Spider-Man and Silk, Spider-Fly Effect, Infinite Comic Number 2. Mm-hmm. I read that as well. Uh, terrific. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> Robbie Thompson, I believe, is writing that. And Todd Nock is doing the bulk of the art with... Uh, mm, what are the the French dudes? Uh, Jeff Masto, Mast, and Jeffo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the layout artists. Yeah, yeah. They they're you know like they sort of pioneered the infinite comic format. Um, but this like great team. There's a character called Chronosaurus Rex. If you don't aren't sold by something yeah. called Chronosaurus Rex, then I can't help you. I immediately pictured it, or what I hope it looks like. I don't. Right. I don't. I don't want anyone else to show me it now. I just I'm not going to show you. Anything. Does it have a lightning bolt for a body? Can you imagine? Uh, I can Ra- definitely imagine. Ra- can you imagine? I can imagine. Uh, we've got that. Then Marvel Universe Avengers Infinite Comic number five. Mm-hmm. Haven't read that yet. I apologize. Uh, Marvel's Captain America Civil War Prelude Infinite Comic number one. I haven't read that yet. I missed that one. Yep. I don't know where that was. Uh, and then X-Men Worst X-Men Ever. Yeah. That was terrific. It's a good book. Yeah, the wrap-up to that was like, okay, we've seen this terrible X-Men uh, with his power, his power is to explode his body once, right. and that's it. And he will die, <laughs> so he can't use his powers. He's not a very good X Man. He's not a very good mutant. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty crappy at being a person. a person. And so this now, the end of the issue number four was like a crazy turn of events in this reality. Yeah. And so we spin into this one several years in the future, and it's terrific. Max Bemis from Say Anything yes. is uh, he wrote it. Great stuff, Michael Walsh, Michael Walsh uh, art, art, terrific, yeah. and shout out to Say Anything, who has a new record that they just randomly said we're gonna we're gonna put out. When's it coming out? Tomorrow. How do you do that? Magic. I can't plan whether or not I'm gonna have a shower tomorrow. I know. Much less if I'm gonna put out an album. Yeah. Of, of material. But they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Good They're a little bit further ahead than we are. On showers and material. Yeah. Totally. Uh, let's see. On the Marvel app this week. Amazing Spider-Man 308 to 325 and 340 to 347. Um, Defenders 1 through 6 from 1972. Fantastic Four 61 through 70 uh, from the original run and 527. Then Hawkeye 1 through 8 from the 2003 series. Was that the Fabian series? I think that was a Fabian... Uh, no, I don't think it was McCann yet. He wasn't writing yet. Fabian, okay. Yeah, I think it was Fabian. Uh, ben would is probably like loving it. R- yeah, just dancing. Like, I was gonna say like ro- rolling around in his grave, but he's not dead. He's not. So it's like what's the opposite? Like choking on his pizza. Yeah, somewhere he, he can't eat pizza. pizza. Those I don't really, think he, oh, he can't eat pizza. I don't think That's he eats right. pizza. Oh, sorry, Ben. Yeah. Uh, Incredible Hulk one eleven from the original series. Iron Man and Captain America Annual number one. From 1998. Uh, Ricky, what do we got for digital collections? Digital collections on sale this week include Fantastic Four by J. Michael Straczynski, Giant Size Little Marvel AVX, Hulk Tempest Fugit, Incredible Hulk Volume 1, Son of Banner, Iron Man Dragon Seed Saga, Iron Man Iron Monger, Marvel Universe Deadpool and Wolverine, and Oz Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. That's all Scotty stuff, right? Scotty Young? 
yeah, Scotty and Eric Schanauer. Yeah. All right. So freshly digitized. This is a big deal, and this is partially news that we would get to. But uh, freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited. One hundred and forty-four new books hit the service this week. What? Yeah. Exactly. That's a legitimate reaction. That's crazy. Who's N- doing that? Uh, people outside. outside this room. Good. Uh, Ninety of them were uh, Infinite Comics. So we put oh. ninety Infinite Comics. But I'm going to go through this list. So we have. All new Captain America Fear Him Infinite Comic, that whole series, that's six issues. Amazing Spider-Man Cinematic Infinite Digital Comic from 2014. I've never seen that. Amazing Spider-Man Who Am I Infinite Comic, that's 12 issues. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron Prelude, The Sceptered Isle Infinite Comic, so that's a tie-in to the the movie. Uh, Avengers Millennium Infinite Comic, that's one through six. Uh, Daredevil Road Warrior, one through four Infinite Comic. Deadpool the Gauntlet, all 13 issues of that. Right. That's an Infinite Comic. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Infinite Comic, four issues of that. Infinity Against the Tide, two-issue Infinite uh, Connect tie-in to the that series. The Infinity crossover from 2013. Okay. Uh, Iron Man Fatal Frontier, 13-issue uh, Infinite Comic from 2013. Uh, Marvel's Ant-Man, Captain... No, not Captain. Marvel's Ant-Man... <laughs> uh, sorry, it's reloading. Uh, where'd you go? Marvel's List? Ant-Man, Captain? That was just you saying that. Marvel's Ant-Man, Scott Lang, Small Time, MCU, Infinite Comic. Marvel's Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Infinite Comic. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Prelude, Infinite Comic. Original Sin, Secret Avengers, Infinite Comic. Two issues of that. Thanos, A God Up There, Listening, Infinite Comic. Six issues of that. Wolverine, Japan's Most Wanted, 13-issue uh, Infinite Comic. Yeah. That was real good. That was one of the earlier ones. Yeah, Jason Aaron. I believe so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, X-Men 92, that's a five-issue Infinite Comic series. Well, the six-month gap, I think it's six issues. Yeah. So we're probably the last issue will come soon. Right. Then uh, Age of Apocalypse, number two. Uh, so now we're getting into a lot more of the regular issues. Age of Apocalypse, number two. Amazing Spider-Man, Renew Your Vows, number three. Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier, number ten. Civil War, number two. Darth Vader, number eight. Future Imperfect, number four. Giant Size Little Marvel AVX, number three. Groot, number three. Guardians of Nowhere, number two. Guardians Team Up, number nine. Infinity Gauntlet, number three. Marvel Universe, Avengers Assemble, season two, number ten. Ms. Marvel, number 17. Red Skull, number two. Captain America, White Number zero, Peter Parker, uh, one through five from 2010. What the heck is that Peter Parker series? I don't remember that one. Uh, Squirrel Kill Crew, issues uh, four and five okay. from t- 2009. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Strange Tales, 19 through, essentially 19 through 30, so like classic old Strange Tales. Yeah. Avengers vs. X-Men, Infinite Comic, issues one, six, and ten, because those were connected to... Those specific issues, right. I believe. Not that we had ten issues of Infinite Comics. Right. Anyway, uh, Star Wars Empire one through seventeen. Huh. So we put a lot of comics on Marvel That's Unlimited. So many, was that one hundred and sixty? Was that two hundred and thirteen? I don't know. I, I lost count. Uh, I think it was one hundred and forty-four. Was the count that I was told? Jeez, man. Jeez, Louise, indeed. Now it's time for news. And now from Marvel headquarters, it's this week. All right, Ben would normally put the news section together, but uh, I'm just going to look at the site and see what news, because I've been away. And you, I don't... Been, you went to a whole other time zone, so... Yeah, 
literally several time zones away. You were in the future, right? Yes. What was it like? It was pretty great. Okay. They had good food. Uh, we have Marvel's uh, This Week in Marvel's Agent Carter podcast is up and running, so definitely go check that out. Uh, Strami's doing cool stuff, and uh, he's with writer, we, we talk with writer Sue Chung, uh, who wrote this week's episode. Uh, Rachel Taylor, um, we have a, a cool thing, uh, an interview with Rachel Taylor, who played uh, Patsy Walker mm-hmm. in uh, Marvel's Jessica Jones. Right. Talk to her. Uh, big news at Marvel Avengers Academy game is out now. Mm-hmm. Brand new game. Um, it It's this cool, like, I don't even know what genre you call it, but you have, like, these young versions of the heroes, and you have them do tasks and things like that. And uh, It's really great. It's really funny. And David Nakayama, it's, like, based off of his... He, like, art directed it. Okay. And so it's gorgeous. It's, like, yeah. really incredible looking, if for nothing else. But it's really funny, too. A lot of fans are, like, tweeting at me, having just started playing it today, that it's... it's like very quirky and cool dialogue. And you went to the release party. Yeah, I went to the release party, hung out with people, and had fun. Yeah. And it was great. That was one of my random LA trips. Um, we have new clips available for Marvel's Agent Carter. Uh, we have some new uh, new looks for characters in Marvel Heroes 2016, because that's a big deal for Marvel Heroes 2016, just relaunching that. Uh, Secret Invasion comes to Marvel Heroes 2016, so that's, again, another big part of that game. Which you know you can play on PC and Mac. Um, we have let's see, we we put up a fun thing in the ten best quotes from Marvel's Agent Carter, uh, the Better Angels episode. So check that out. Uh, awesome shout out to the Ms. Marvel team getting top honors at Angoulême. Yeah, best series. Right, that's a big deal, man. It's a huge deal. Charles Soule was just there this last weekend. Yeah, and uh, for some of his books, but. We were really excited for Miss Marvel, so Sona, G. Willow, Alphona, all you guys, Ian Herring. Yeah, just Alphona, Adrian. Hey, Alphona. Uh, let's see. Um, we have we've been running. I think it's the sixth time we did Your Man at Marvel Games. So we got Bill Roseman talking uh, about games. You can check that out on the site. Um, cool feature on Maker and uh, a little bit of info from writer Al Ewing. It's in New Avengers. Um, yeah, oh, and another shout-out to Ms. Marvel, also Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, making the uh, list of top ten graphic novels for teens from Yalsa. 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 So, pretty cool. Uh, and there's tons more. You go to marvel.com slash news for all that jam, and uh, it's pretty great. Now, we're going to kick it over to Strami and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Hello there, this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by... Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh. For another thrilling installment of the Strommy and the Wolfman show, starring the Wolfman and Strommy. I think I finally got the intro right again. It took me a little while in the new year. Now it's back. Back again. That's like the song. Shady's back. So, what do you got for us? All right. Well, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Let's kick things off this week with this uh, Marvel's Agent Carter. We had an all-new episode this week, of course. We've got another all-new episode next week at 9, 8 Central on ABC. I'm very excited for this upcoming episode. It's one of my favorites of the season, actually. It is called The Atomic Job, and it's basically uh, Peggy and Sousa have to put together a 
rather ramshackle group of individuals in order to pull off a heist uh, because they don't really know who they can trust in the SSR, so they have to trust go no one. To is that a, that's a secret invasion thing, is it? No, yeah. <laughs> that's an X Files thing. No, trust no one was a secret invasion thing too. Who do you What's, trust? Who well, do you trust with secret invasion? Yeah. trust no one is X Files. Yes. All right. Great. All right. Glad we're all on the same page. X Files is great. Um, and uh, what was I saying? Oh yes, ramshackle group of individuals. Uh, it's a really fun episode. Go watch it because, like I say, it's a really good time. Next Tuesday, nine eight central. Of course, we have. Some clips, we've already posted one. We'll be posting another next week. Uh, We had another fun little featurette uh, that talks about the science of zero matter. The show's real-life science advisor, Dr. Clifford Johnson, uh, talked with star Reggie Austin, who plays Dr. Jason Wilkes in the series, about the properties of zero matter. And, hey, if zero matter existed in real life, how would it behave? He talks about how there are uh, real-life analogs to something like zero matter. So he drew from those and sort of, you know, gave it its own Marvel Universe pixie dust magic, and we got zero matter out of it. Uh, What else do we have going on Marvel's Agent Carter? Next week we will have our favorite quotes from the most recent episode that we'll post on Monday. Keep an eye out for that. We posted an interview with James Darcy, who plays Edwin Jarvis, uh, talking about some of the stuff that is coming up, a written interview. You can find that on marvel.com. We posted a, a really cool, I think, VFX reel. From the series, basically, uh, the wonderful VFX team was nominated for the 14th for a 14th annual uh, VES award. VES is the Visual Effects Society, and in celebration of that, they put together sort of a reel of a bunch of before and after shots from season one, where you can see uh, all the little things they do sometimes in order to spruce things up. They Would you call up. them small things? No. So they wouldn't what, be. Were you saying up? They wouldn't be all the s- small things. It wouldn't be all the small things. Truth, truth cares. Truth bring. Listen, you started singing Eminem early on in this episode, so I'm bringing up another '90s popular group known as the Blink 182s. You can't see it, listeners, but I'm giving Wolfman a very stern look right now. Anyway, uh, the uh, the VFX, uh, everything, like I say, from the small all the small things, things. all the small things, uh, you know, like little things, like hey, they took a shot in New York, and you know, they peppered it up. They added smoke coming out of. Uh, uh, Apartment buildings, like you know, not smoke, but like steam, a bunch of burning know? buildings. No, not a bunch of burning they made it look buildings. like all the buildings were on yeah, fire. Yeah, like steam from like the heating, and you know, I don't know. It's the old dimey New York. Uh, what accent is that? It's your crazy Italian Jewish grandmother. How did you know that my grandmother was both <laughs> Italian and Jewish and crazy and crazy? Uh is a lucky guess. Um. And, uh, uh, yeah, anyway, really cool. You can check it out on YouTube or Marvel.com. 
And what else? Oh, we posted a new This Week in Marvel's Agent Carter. We talked with the writer of uh, this week's episode, Sue Chung, uh, who is terrified of clowns. You can find her on Twitter, at Sue M. Chung. Feel free to send her clown pictures. She loves that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that is all the writing staff of Agent Carter did last night while they were live-tweeting her episode was just send her terrifying pictures of clowns. I was terrified by some of them, and clowns don't generally terrify me. So kudos to you guys, Agent Carter's writer's room. Um, I think that covers everything for Marvel's Agent Carter, which is quite a bit. We also posted, or in the middle of posting right now, actually, a series of three... Uh, interviews that I did with some of the cast of Marvel's Jessica Jones. I talked with them at the uh, TCA event, Netflix's TCA event, a few weeks back. And just sort of, you know, uh, season two had just been announced, so we talked a little bit about how excited they were for that. Uh, We've posted an interview with Mike Coulter that talked about how he's sort of bridging the story of Luke Cage from Marvel's Jessica Jones to Marvel's Luke Cage. Um... We had a really excellent interview, actually, with Rachel Taylor, who plays Trish Walker, in which she... It's Patsy! uh, She she really made me see Trish in a completely different light than I had before. Um, I mean, I think it was things that I always sort of sensed were there, but couldn't put my finger on it. And then you're like, whoa, wait, yeah, that's right. If If you actually start to think about things like Trish and... Trish and Jessica's relationship is kind of complicated and messed up in, like, a really interesting, true-to-life way. I don't know. I really enjoyed that. And Friday, we will be posting an interview with Carrie Ann Moss, who played Jerry Hogarth. Um, And then uh, I've got some other interviews that I did at that TCA event that will be coming your way. Not Marvel's Jessica Jones-related, but those will be coming your way in a few more weeks. Ooh, uh, what else, what else, what else did we have? Well, moving from the world of television over into the world of video games, we've been posting some stuff in Ben's absence uh, in regards to Marvel Heroes 2016. Patrick, can you tell us a little bit about what Marvel Heroes 2016 is? It is a video game. It's an MMO. It is. No, it is not an MMO. It it's is a video game. No, it's an MMORPG. No, it's, like I said, it is a video game. Oh, boy. All right, maybe I should talk. Patrick posted them, but maybe I should talk about Marvel Heroes 2016. It's the new season of the Marvel Heroes uh, MMORPG. Uh, there are a bunch no, of, the, uh, the, it's a video game. There's, there's a bunch of new content coming. There are a bunch of updates. Uh, we've been talking about some of them. First up. New story chapter in the game, Secret Invasion. The oh yeah, trust no one. Line. No, that's who do you. Boy, um, that is coming to the game. Actually, it's in the game right now. I yeah. should say it is now in the game. You can now play through the uh, Secret Invasion mission. Um, Patrick, you just posted a story talking about some of the visual updates and the fact that it now supports controllers. Yeah, you uh, betcha. It certainly does. It supports the uh, the Steam controller, the Xbox One, the Xbox 360 controller, um, a few others. Uh, I think they said a few Logitech controllers. Yeah, 
Um, and then another brand that I apologize, I did not recognize. How dare you? And there are some v- great visual updates to the characters. You can read all about it on Marvel.com. We'll be bringing you more news on Marvel Heroes 2016. This is, this this is just week. the first wave of updates. Yes. For the year. Yes. This is going to be playing more. I mean, this game, this game is a living game. It's constantly being updated. So this is not like a one-time deal. This is just sort of... They're announcing, like, hey, all this great, cool stuff is going to be coming out over the course of the next year, and we're starting to roll some of it out. Sort of like a uh, state of the union for the game, let's say. Let's say it. Yeah. Um, and then over in the world of comics. Should, uh, what? Yes? Com- should we also talk about in the oh, world of yes, video you games? Should. Yes, that take by the it time, away, Patrick. By the time you hear this, you'll have seen the trailer for Marvel Avengers Academy, which is a brand new mobile game from TinyCo, where uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's kind of RPG ish. It's almost like a, a young adult version of all the Avengers. So you'll see brand new character designs of Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Squirrel Girl, Wasp, Loki, Loki Don't Thor, bring up Squirrel Girl. Why would you bring up Squirrel Hulk? Girl? All these characters, um, lots of awesome voice talent. You've got John Cena is voicing the Hulk. What? Yeah, John Cena. You don't know what that means because you don't know anything about wrestling. You know even less about wrestling than I know. I at least know John Cena's theme song. I know John Cena is... A wrestler? <laughs> yes, yes, he is a okay, wrestler. Okay, great, I got that right. Uh, we've got we've got him. We've got Dave Franco's voicing Tony Stark. Allison Brie is voicing uh, Black Widow. Alexandra Daddario is voicing Wasp. Uh, ASAP Rocky's voicing Falcon. I'm trying to think of who else I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, Kiernan Kiernan Ship. Shipka? 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 I think it's Shipka. I I think it's Shipka, yeah. She's voicing Spider-Woman. Lots of cool stuff. There's going to be tons of characters. There's going to be... Wait, isn't... I I mean, you're talking about the trailer, but isn't the game going to be... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The game is out. Like you should mention... The game is out. The game is out. The game is out right now. You can download it right now. Play it right now. Um, There's... You know, you, you get to uh, train your characters, and you get to enroll your characters in extracurricular activities and social clubs. There are – it, it, there's so much stuff. It's Avengers it's, – it's like an academy. It's – imagine if – With Avengers. Uh... Yeah, exactly. So uh, don't listen to me talk about it. Just download it and play it. Great. All right. And uh, thank you for reminding me about that. And now we will jump into the world of comic-y books. Funny oh, books. yes. The good old... Funny books, as they are called today. They're not just for adults anymore. Oh, wait. Uh, I don't read comic books. I read graphic novels. Oh, okay. Boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, big news. Um, Ms. Marvel won Best Series at the... Let's hear you say it. Angle, Angulim? Sure. Uh, funny story here, kids. I took seven and a half years of French. I then went to college, and in uh, my college required 
four semesters of French, but I, uh, I could pass out of it with a proficiency exam. I failed my proficiency exam Aww. after seven and a half years. I just realized I've told that story like multiple times on this podcast, haven't I? You also said it was a funny story. It was just – it was a story. Uh, it but is a you – know, like a – whatever. Anyway, that is huge that Ms. Marvel won Best Series there. Uh, Angulime. Yeah, I think – is that the first time Marvel has won that award there? I believe so. I believe that's true. I wish Ben J. Morse were here so that – G. Willow Wilson. He could educate us. But, yes, writer G. Willow Wilson, artist uh, Adrian Alfona and uh, Takeshi Miyazawa – uh, congrats all around to them. Um, if we're, I mean, if we're talking about comics, we should also mention that uh, Yalsa, oh, the Yalsa. young adult library services association. I mean, yeah, something like that. Um, they they chose their list of the. Uh, great graphic novels for teens for 2016. And in the top 10, Marvel had two different titles, four four different books, three different books. I think it was just three different books. No, it was four different books. All right. There were uh, two Unbeatable Squirrel Girl books and two Miss Marvel books. That was just in their top 10, the only publisher this year to be in their top 10. And then in their well, – uh, the, the only publisher to be in their top ten. We had four of the ten slots. The others were by no publishers. The only publisher to make repeat entries, repeat showings there, in there the top we go. ten. There we go. Uh, and then in their more expanded list, they included things like Hawkeye, Ant-Man. She-Hulk. She-Hulk, um, Thor, Goddess of Thunder. Quite a few things. Quite a few things. You so, can read them all on Marvel.com. Yeah, read the whole list. So that's definitely an honor that uh, Yalsa recognized how many awesome books there are for young adults and adults. Yep. And that wraps up this episode of Scrabby and the Wolfman. Not no? Quite. Oh, crap. This, right. I mean, this is talk. not an official news item. Oh, I realized we forgot to talk about something, but keep going. No, you talk about what we're supposed to talk about. Did uh, we 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 forgot to mention that we also posted the first trailer or first look really at Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six? That is true. And Wait, that... didn't you talk about this last week? No, no, we talked about the release date last week, but Cor- two weeks ago. Correct. But yes, we have now. You can now see your first look. Check it out on Marvel.com and YouTube. Yeah, and it's it... a thirty-second teaser yeah. of the season premiere. Season premiere is going to be on February the twenty-first, which is a Sunday. It is a two-part season premiere, a big one-hour event at nine a.m. Eastern time, and that does segue into another thing that I wanted to mention, which is, oh, I was looking at Netflix over the weekend, and I just typed in Marvels because I was looking for something. I don't remember what. But I typed in Marvels, and you know what I saw on Netflix? I saw two seasons of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Yes. I saw two seasons of Marvel's Avengers Assemble. Yes. And I saw one season of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors. Yes. So, for those of you looking to catch up on what you missed last season, you can watch the entire season of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors. 
see how we led up to uh, Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. And you can catch up on those other two seasons of uh, Avengers Assemble before that comes back on March 13th. Very nice plug there. Yeah, Netflix. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Netflix. uh, You give them money, and then they send you these DVDs in the mail. Oh, they send you DVDs? Yeah. Oh. It's a pretty cool service. But what if I want to watch something right away? You go to Blockbuster. Oh, okay. You go rent it at Blockbuster. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That wraps up everything, I think, then. Oh, and remember, guys, next week we'll be doing the first ever West... Full West Coast edition oh, of right. this week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club. I saw RC. some people already reading it. Yeah, yeah, which is more than I think either of us can say at this point. Yep. Yeah, we got to get on that. Well, you got some vacation coming up, and I've got a weekend. In oh, the- yeah, tune into which- the this Sunday. No, uh, tune well, into the Puppy Bowl is what yeah, I was trying turn, to say. Turn to- tune into the Puppy Bowl on Animal Planet. Yes. Did you know we missed it? Today is Wednesday. We could have ordered an Uber that would have delivered us puppies. What? Yeah, I checked with JP yesterday and said, can we bring puppies to the office? And he said he checked with HR, and they said no. That's sad. I know. All right. So, uh, as always, we thank you for listening. Uh, we will talk to you again seven more days. Have a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous week. And as always, I apologize for the Wolfman. All right, so huge changes happening on the show right now. One, Ricky is gone. Oh, oh god. Two, Adri Cowan is here. Yay! Social media manager for Marvel Entertainment. Hi, everyone. (laughs) She's so happy to be here. I made her come (laughs) in here. She has no idea what she's doing, which is great. Uh, Three, Jesse's microphone has been taken away from her because of insubordination. And so she doesn't get to speak anymore. No, Blake came in and said he had to interview Paul Reiser, so he needed a microphone. So I'm the weakest link. You are the weakest link. That happens. Paul Reiser gets first dibs on the microphone that, anytime he comes in. It's in his rider. <laughs> uh, but we're going to dive into questions and comments. Uh, right off the bat. I've been talking a lot, Adri. Why yeah. don't you, you do some reading? Sure. I'll do some answering. Is that what this is? So you start here. Here, okay. So, at Alan Howells says, please make the ultimate hashtag this week in Marvel superhero team up happen. Man thing and gold balls. This is the level of questions we get here on mm. this week in Marvel, This or the interactions. I love it. Uh, yeah. Gold thing. Is that a question or more nope. of like it's more questions and comments is what yeah. we're doing you know mm-hmm. there's like you know things that we're talking about i like it that's a great team so this guy had a lot to say apparently because it keeps going and he said had a hard time getting into cap wolf for twimwork maybe it's the stilted dialogue or dated art Ooh, shots thrown <laughs> do you throw shots or do you, you fire throw them <laughs> you throw them <laughs> Because it's kind of like you're taking these shots in your hand and you're throwing them at Yes, people. sure. Let's go with that. Keep rolling. Maybe it's Cap's Shatner-esque inner monologue. Anyway, of all the Twimmerk I've read, this was one of them. <laughs> it's Twimurc is what we call it, but yes. Uh, so not a big fan, Alan. That's fine. I can't wait to hear 
uh, what Strami and the Wolfman come up with when they talk about Cap Wolf. Um, Anthony L. Comanche uh, says, asks, will there ever be a complete collection of the Darkhawk series from the 90s? Want one badly? Uh, my, my initial reaction is, ever is a very long time, so I have no actual answer for that on the plate right now. Not that I know of. No, I don't believe we have a collection for everything planned, but that could happen. My guess is probably not, unless something big happens with the Dark Hawk, Hawk character. At Krufix says, their pick of the week is Uncanny Inhumans number four. The power of the royal bloodline goes on. And the cover of the week, Wedding of Deadpool. Wait, they, Wedding of the Week? Wedding of Deadpool. That was like that was a long three time years ago, ago two years ago. ago. Well, I, hey, I'm I'm happy for Maybe you. Maybe this is an old tweet. Nope. <laughs> You're the Alex who works for you now uh, pulled this together, so hmm. he did the work here. That's the well. This one pick of the week: Spider Woman number three. Mm-hmm. Um, don't miss it. And he says they they the creators bring uh, the tale to life. So great job. Uh, Chris Vaughn says, uh, a, well, I think Gendy is spelled, misspelled. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, a Gendy Tarotovsky animated Hitmonk series. Go. I would love that. I would love if we did anything more with Gendy Tarotovsky. Um, we had a Luke Cage thing with him years ago? Question mark. If that never actually happened, then maybe I just dreamt it. I don't know. Anyway, uh... And he says, so in regards to that kiss, does that mean Thor is taking Cap to Boneheim? Uh, When's the last time you've been to Boneheim? <laughs> I hear the weather's nice there. I'm not answering any of this. Uh, but I love, Chris, I love your uh, creation of Boneheim. Uh, that's, you know, a new realm for the, it's a new bone realm. And we're very into it. Uh, we love it. Uh, Dirty Lash says, me brain not work after eyes look at that. Hashtag uh, Marvel Arena. Yes, Marvel Arena melted a lot of brains. Yeah, we'd love to hear a little bit more about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Dirty Lash says, is Ben Morris getting some business cards so he can remember his title for this week in Marvel? Do you have pr problems remembering your title? No, because mine's been the same. Ah. But if you keep like messing with the title, I can see why it'd be different. Yeah, he's getting there. It took him some time. I can read the next one if you sure. want. Um, oh, well, this one doesn't have any punctuation, so I'm just going to Hey. <laughs> Come okay. on, Marvel fans. Let's That's okay. Uh, last, okay, from Haywood H at HW View, last week pick was New Avengers 5, Love Seeing Danielle Cage, Avengers Team in Action, and Time Travel Rocks. Yes. It does rock. Yeah. Everything. Oh, time travel. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I love to travel. You put punctuation where there needed not be any. This is like my bat mitzvah when I was reading. There's no vowels. Uh, next, at my radcast, I knew I wasn't the only one who sees Old Man Logan and thinks of Old Man River from Showboat. And now I'm rewriting Showboat for this week in Marvel. Can't help loving that X-Man. And goodbye, my lady love about Scott and Jean. I've never seen Showboat. I, I guess either, I probably should. It sounds pretty good. I've never seen it either. Do you know what it is? Yes. Okay. All right. We're just trying to gauge <laughs> I'm <not that> behind. <laughs> your cultural relevant uh, understanding. Uh, Johnny Vinyl says Mystery Alaska is a great movie. Jerkface. 
Hashtag more hockey movies, please. I don't remember what that was in reference to. Mystery Alaska. Yeah, it was like that... that Paris, Texas? No, it was like that movie where the, the ice skaters... <laughs> cool runnings. That's not ice skating. No. No. What was that movie where the two were ice skaters and they fell in yes, love? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Is that Mystery Alaska? Like, no, there's some sort of pun. Ice, like a, a, the ice skating pun. Hot skates? <laughs> <laughs> no, hot skates was the roller rink near me when I was growing up. Smooth sliding. <laughs> I don't know. Someone has to remember this. Yeah, someone will. <laughs> Kyle Charles says, Deadpool 2099. Crazy idea, and I think I know the identity of the hooded figure uh, chasing Deadpool 2099. And Captain Marvel number one looks so pretty. Am I am so supporting this book, and I didn't know Puck had sleeping problems. Yeah, that, w- that was a, something we didn't really talk about. A Puck um, has trouble sleeping because he's, he's kind of always in pain, which is intense. Um, is this Johnny Temple still? Oh, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. We get a lot. Kyle Charles says, All New Wolverine has to be one of my favorite all new titles. I love seeing how much Laura has evolved over the years. I agree. Are you reading that, Adri? No. Great. Uh, Kyle says, How can Hulkling tell, not tell that Wiccan is evil? Just look at him. You know, it's tough, though. Like, could you tell if your significant other was evil? Evil or just like having a you, you just say yes. Yeah, if they're a gaslight, is, what is it called? Gaslighting you? Oh, well, we have what? to talk about that a little bit. What is it? It's when they make you think that you're going crazy. Oh, it's yeah, but, it, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> but sometimes your significant other can make you think that that you're going cuckoo. That's not nice. No, but that's evil. Wow. Does that happen to you? No, I do that to other people. (laughs) (laughs) That makes a lot more sense now. Isn't that just called manipulation? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. Let's see. Um, Johnny continues, says, How can Hulkling not tell that... Oh, we already read that one. He says, Oh, no, next issue's cover of Hercules is not looking good for old Gilgamesh. Poor Gil. I hope he pulls through. He says, I love Agent M and Ben Morris making reference to Raven's Flock in episode 221. I miss the wrestling talk. Uh, Adri, you want to talk wrestling? Yeah, I don't think anyone really wants to talk wrestling. <laughs> Some people do. What, do So, do a lot of people listen to this podcast expecting the wrestling talk? At this point, yeah. some know. That's what yeah, I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. 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 It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Some people like it, some people don't. It's fun. Uh, he says, I love the Total Divas reference in Astonishing Ant-Man. And he says, I was so happy to see Elixir and Uncanny X-Men, but then my happiness was turned to sadness. Goodbye, sweet prince. I think that's the first time anyone said goodbye, sweet prince on this podcast. It's been too long. It's been far too long. So, at Raph underscore AB, who is a a very, uh, he's a tweeter. We like you, Raph. When I see the Hench app in Astonishing Ant-Man, I really want to create something that's awesome. Don't we all? Yeah. Rose and Agent Carter looks like Garcia from Criminal Minds. I don't, I don't watch Criminal Minds. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's intentional, but I love it. Sometimes artists, I think, base their designs of characters or their art by looking at something they see on TV. Well, who's Rose in Agent Carter? Which character is that? I don't. Is that the receptionist or the, the, like, the first barrier lady? I don't remember. You're I'm watching watch, it. I'm watching it, but I don't I'm remember. I'm two weeks behind. But, you have but no excuse. You have to understand that I'm not paying attention to names. 
I'm paying attention to action and cool little things that I can say about the show. That's what I when I'm live tweeting. Mm. But names, mm-mm. Okay. Never been good with those. Um, let's see. Way to jinx it, Uncle Owen. Hashtag Star Wars. Yeah, hey, and then there's a picture from one of the uh, one of our Star Wars issues, the one that Mike Mayhew drew. French treasure. French treasure. Expresses their right draw something wait, wait. from our. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what was problematic about reading someone's Twitter name? Joanne Spar. I didn't know how to or, say it. Joan S. Joan right. N. S. I. But still, you can you could screw around with no. it. Joanne's far. His desire to write draw something for Marvel. Tom Brevoort, do something, please. I thought Jane got a hammer. Hashtag weird crossover. And that's uh, Jane got a gun. Oh, starring Natalie Portman. Huh. That's not a Marvel film. No, but Natalie's, you know, family. Yes, she is. Red Rage of Ultron. Well, I wasn't sure if it was going to be Reed or Red. Okay, okay. Red Rage of Ultron this weekend. Do the Avengers win using the power of love? Feels a little cliche. Uh, cliche doesn't mean bad or wrong, though. Sometimes those obvious things are what works, story-wise. Well, we all know that the power of love is what wins every time. Yeah. So I, I don't understand. The Care Bears yes. win through love and understanding. And if the Care Bears do it, then we can do it. And they shoot rainbows out of their bellies. Yeah. Is that? That's that right? Yeah. And the Care Bear Cousins. Yeah. Where do you stand? Care Bears or Care Bear Cousins? I don't really like the Care Bears. How dare you? I don't think you even know. You're... I do. I, I, I had one. Are. I had one that I like drew on as a kid. Like, you're I, like, a monster. That's, that's terrible. I like tortured my Care Bears. Do you even know who Teddy Ruxpin is? Wow. I bet oh. you don't. No, I actually don't. Oh, no. oh keep going. That's my memory. Of oh, no, this is this is good because it's about interns. Over the last four <laughs> interns you guys got, there was Alex, Alec, and Alexis. I sense a pattern here. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually kind of funny. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. And now, Jesse. Jesse. Ruining yeah, everything. I ruined it. I ruined the pattern. <laughs> I hate Care Bears. It's ruining everything. Um, Magneto got his hair back. Explain it, Colin. Thanks, Stromy, for the answer in This Week in Marvel. I'm crossing my fingers that the final answer is not next year. Hashtag Agent Carter. What Don't, is this I have no context for it. No idea. So, we even got the Ant-Man on Hawkeye's arrow scene in Lego Avengers Reassembled. Read the first half of Alias. Such a good story. Ten years later, everyone knows Jessica Jones. This is something I can talk about. Oh, tell us something. Alias is one of my favorite books. It is a comic book you've read. I read this comic book. It's pages of paper. Yeah. And colors. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one of my favorite books yeah. of all time. Not a book we're going to do on the show because it's a little bit too much and it's not available on Marvel Unlimited. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But it's good. Um, can't wait to hear Agent M and Ben J. Morse say the name Angoulême <laughs> on This Week in Marvel. Angoulême. I don't... Is that a weird... How or, would you pronounce this? Or was this? the accent supposed to... Angoulême? Angoulême. Oh. Angoulême. 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 That's, that's seems how fine. I'll say it. Yeah. Uh, Reynaldo, Ray Raimondo says, I'm loving the new Hercules series. The depiction of Hercules as flawed, but he's trying to redeem himself from the past, but at the same time modernizing himself to the disdain of his enemies has made him more interesting 1,000 
times over. That and a mysterious story arc makes it one of the most underrated series at the moment. The ending of the old gods and the ending of the sorcerers. Wait, wait. Uh, oh, yeah, the ending of the old gods and the ending of the Sorcerer Supremes in Doc Strange. A connection, perhaps? Hashtag got hooked. Uh, Reynaldo, well said. Hercules is terrific, and you should be reading it if you're not. And Doc Strange is good. I don't know if there's a connection, just being totally honest. Maybe there is, and they're going to surprise us all, which would be great. Ricky Williams says, just read Secret Wars number nine, and it was... Amazeballs. First time I've ever felt Mr. Fantastic lived up to my vision of him. That's a good point. A lot of people like look at Reed Richards as just like, meh, that guy who does stretchy business and is smart. But he was great in that series, especially yeah, in that issue. Like Gumby. <sighs> this is good for your one appearance on this podcast. Uh, Ricky says, based on episodes, must get caught up on, uh, must get caught up chimichangas, anyone? Uh, behind on episodes, sorry. Uh, Ricky's behind on episodes. Get some chimichangas and dig in. Love the episode with Tom Brevoort. It's like a DVD with behind-the-scenes commentary. Yeah. Tom's great. Anytime uh, he can provide context to stuff is fantastic. He's a living Marvel encyclopedia. He really is. Uh, Ricky says, Did I see Thor kissing Captain America? Not Odinson first, Scott and Jean, uh, Black Bolt and Medusa. Now this. You guys cut me deep. Well... Ricky, I like your abbreviations. Yes. You did good. Yes. Rob Nolan says, is there a reading order as Fantastic Four runs alongside FF? I've always been concerned about it. That's a good point. Um, we could probably figure that out, probably get that from Tom Brevoort at some point. But you might even want to send a question into Tom Brevoort's uh, Tumblr, uh, brevoortformspring.tumblr.com, and uh, he could probably pull that up. Here's another question from Rob. Are the web warriors protecting exploring the multiverse pre-pre <laughs> <laughs> pre or post Secret Wars? I, I I'm gonna say post. That's my gut. I'm saying post because this all takes place eight months later, theoretically. Fun interview with Cullen Bunn in This Week in Marvel 219. Big thanks to Ben J. Morse for that one. A nice look at the new Uncanny X-Men run. Um, I don't know what these things say. Hmm. Really enjoying the MCU guidebooks. Will there be guidebooks for the MCU TV shows too? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil, etc. Um, what Adrian was unsure about was there was a tweet from Rob that said that ended in a one. It was an unfinished thought. Alex, our uh, newly hired uh, social media coordinator who put these together, didn't pull the follow-up tweet. Uh -oh. So we have no idea what you were saying, Rob. Alex! <laughs> I'm shaking my fist. You but sure you are. Can't see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? I don't know. Uh, oh, the MCU guidebooks. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I would say maybe. Let's wait and see. I think, uh, I would hope so because I love those MCU guidebooks. I want to see more for the TV shows. Uh, Rob thoroughly enjoyed the This Week in Marvel episode 220 with Tom Brevoort talking about the new universe behind the scenes and on the page. Thank you. Who knew someone would thoroughly enjoy a new universe? Yeah, and, and he said there's never a dull episode of, of This Week in Marvel when Tom Brevoort's on. A wellspring of lore and company history. Tom makes for great listening. Hmm. Oh, and also John Cirilli was on. Uh, so great episode of This Week in Marvel with John Cirilli. 
I've only met him in passing at New York Comic Con, so it was nice to hear more about him. And John Cerulli was right. You meet people at cons, it becomes friends for life. Yeah. Just a series of people being tagged. (laughs) That Um, Rob's friends with now through cons. Oh, get it. Mm. Listening to episode 221, just wanted to say Black Panther explains the purpose of the Triskelion in the fr- Did I say that right? Yeah. In the first Ultimates. Uh-oh. It's a three-part HQ. Ground central for Alpha Flight. Okay. Can you take this one? Yeah. Uh, so Rob is explaining that Black Panther talks about the purpose of the Triskelion. It's three-part headquarters. Ground central for Alpha Flight. Uh, the headquarters for the Ultimates, and the new Wakandan embassy. And so that's what he's explaining. Yeah, I know. Um, then RP67 says, Since when is Iceman gay? Not that there's anything wrong with it. That happened... Since he was born. Ooh, very true. Yes. But he recently came out in, I think it was, it might have been Uncanny 600, uh, but it was within the last couple months. So there's that. Uh, RP67 says, Rex means righteous king. Namor is a bad ass. Uh, oh, Imperious Rex means righteous king. Well, that's good. Now we know. Mm. He shouts that. So that would basically be like a dude shouting, I'm a righteous king, and then yeah. punching someone in the face. It's a cool band name. Yeah. I'm sure there's a, there's there's has definitely to be. a yeah. band called that. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be. And RP67 says, I do an amazing Wookiee impression. I'd be happy to call in and demonstrate it. No, I'd actually like to hear Jesse's Wookiee impression. No! Yeah. Jesse! I can't even do it. You gotta. But I can't. This is, you have to for your job. Yep. You can <laughs> just do it. I can't. Yes, you can. Don't do you worry. know how long I've been trying to master this? Well, good. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get what you do today, <laughs> and then a couple months before you no. finish, we'll, we'll hear yeah. where you've, where, oh how you've come up from. Oh, no. Yes. Come on. No, this is it. First you put me on the spot, yeah. and I don't know I'm doing this podcast. Terrific. And now I have to embarrass myself yep. and do what you That's great. This is life. Can I hear yours first? <clears throat> so oh, there you okay, go. So I'm not saying it has to be good. I'm just saying let's hear it. Okay, it just yeah. did it. Yeah, oh, there. that was yours? Yeah, well, let's yeah, hear it I'm... again. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a raspberry. Well, you can't see what I'm doing, but true. the sound effect of true. it. She can literally be. see what you're doing. Well, She's... you can, but they can't, so... Maybe uh, if I put in some, you know, sound okay. effects, extra sound effects to it. So in about a month or two, we're going to come back and get an yeah, updated version. Yeah, I'm going to have to practice. Yeah. It's going to be like a daily thing for me. Yes. Uh, RCS underscore T says, just got episode 222 of This Week in Marvel. Guess that I know what I'm doing on the bus trip home. Thank you uh, to us. Thank you, Robert, for always listening in. We appreciate it. Ross, uh, Ross Meyer uh, chimes in with some stuff. Talking, there's a lot of text here. Um, like hundreds of words uh so i will paraphrase that uh ross um uh uh, talking about captain america and stuff and wants to see man i I can't even i there's so much in this question ross i honestly there's a lot here for us to dig into to get through um will one of the things is will uh nick spencer series starring sam be continuing as well as we get more captain america yes we'll be doing two captain america series one with sam wilson one with steve rogers um so if 
you guys, you can have Sam and you can have Steve and it's pretty great. And there's a lot of love for Sam Wilson as Captain America here from Ross. Um, so I think stay tuned. We're going to get to that again in a little bit from someone else. Um, and also Ross says all new, all different Avengers is my pick of the week. Smoochy smoochy. Love smooching in comics. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Kissing. Smooch. Yes. Oh, he, I think he also said that the creative team for Spider-Woman is totally killing it. That Skrull Teen Prince might be 2016's breakout character. Oh, he's so great. He's like, he's like the intern Jesse of the Marvel Comics <laughs> universe. <laughs> Pretty much yeah, the same. Can they do an impression like Jesse can? They sure can't. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> Sam Wooten says a swear. In yeah. In, in their tweet. Says Jessica Jones is bleeping awesome. Uh-oh. <laughs> Simon Williams says, so Agent M, how much time are you and Ben J. Morse going to spend talking about it on This Week in Marvel all the time, I hope? I don't know what it is. Oh, no. I don't remember what it was He because he and I had tweeted about something. I don't remember what it was. This happened a while ago. Simon, I'm so sorry. I forgot whatever it was. Twim of the week last week was Captain Marvel number one, so the pick of the week, I'm assuming. No surprise seeing as some of the people behind Agent Carter are on it. And then also Squirrel Girl, the pick this week is, well, so, there's a bunch of them. So we do two weeks worth of comments at a time. So one week he uh, Simon picked Captain Marvel, the next week picked Squirrel Girl. Gotcha. Yeah. Can edit that out. No, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Twitter of the week this week is Squirrel Girl number four. Doreen riding a dinosaur in Baby Doom is what put it over the top. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> season two of Agent Carter is the best thing on TV right now. It's hard to improve upon the first season, but they did. I, I think so, too. Lots of uh, magical science in this one. I love magical science. Yeah. And uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is great. I just feel like Marvel isn't pushing it as much as they could or should. Hmm. hmm. Care to comment on that? I think we're... We've been pushing it pretty <laughs> in a lot of places, but I think we could always push more. I'd love, I think we want to see it everywhere. Yeah. I mean, we just had a, we just did a, uh, an Ask, Ask Marvel. Marvel. It's not out yet. Oh. So that's why. But you'll see some more promotion coming. Yeah, there's always, there's 70 odd books. Um, sometimes can't see everything that's going on at any one time. And Sam's conversation with Thor in Avengers number four is poignant given the news about the new Steve Rogers comic. Hmm. I don't remember that conversation, to be honest. Mm -mm. Uh, Tech Lord, Lex Pendragon says, Secret Wars ended very well. I still have questions, but none can't be answered in all new, all different, as it should be. Thank you, Lex. That's good. And Zach Ritzman says, I love Hercules in the new series. Him trying to live up to his own name is a great new take on him, and it's glorious. And he says, Good Lord, flesh... Thompson was comedy gold in Venom Space Night number three. Flash Thompson. Uh, so the couple emails came in. One uh, from Matthew Glover asks how we're doing in Marvel Avengers Alliance. And he says the spec op has been awesome. Can't wait to unlock the Winter Soldier. To be honest, I haven't really been able to play Marvel Avengers Alliance. I've been too busy. I don't have time to just sit on, on the Facebook and, and play the game, which is a bummer because I had so much fun playing it for so long. But at some point, I just had to divorce myself from uh, some of my game time. And then the last thing we got this week uh, was from Simon Williams. Uh, and that goes back to talking about Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson. And um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, Simon, because it is a long piece. 
And so um, you want to see, you know, the characters who are getting spotlights that are not the traditional white male characters being able to. Um, so, yeah, sorry, we had to pause there because Adrian was ruining the podcast by <laughs> coughing. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, so I totally dig where you come from, Simon. And um, I think one of the things that we'll hopefully see as a lot of these stories unfold and as we see where these characters go. Uh, and how important they are to us and to you, um, it all makes sense. Um, you know, I, it is Captain America's 75th anniversary. Steve Rogers, as Captain America, does have a movie this year. But I don't think that just that takes away from the fact that we can also have this great stuff with Sam or whatever it is. And maybe, maybe as more comes to light, we'll see some cool things happening and, and you get a lot of the fun stuff that you really want to see. Um, so we'll see. It's great. Um, I like comics, and I want representation to the max as well. I want to see all the cool stuff that uh, mean matters a lot to me. Wouldn't you say so, Adri? Yes, I agree. No, I think it's it's good to actually mix it up a, a bit every once in a while. Yes. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm dying. She's 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 dying. Um, all right, so that wraps it up. Thank you, Adri, for joining us. Oh, Thanks. I contributed a lot yes. to this. So I needed someone to talk to. Yeah, no. You know. Yeah. Um, thank you to Ricky who joined us. Thank you, Jesse, on your first episode. Good job, uh, Jesse. Yeah, that that thrilling Chewbacca impression. <laughs> Really tore the house down. Don't worry, guys. We should a couple clip months that. from now. What's that? It'll be good. We should clip that and just like throw that in yeah. randomly. Just randomly. The next it one. disappears yeah. randomly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the next episode, uh, next big episode, will be back next week. Um, I'm traveling again, but I'll be back in time to record. And the boys will have Twim URC with Cap Wolf. Really get excited for that one. Please read it and send them lots of comments because I just. I want to interview them because they ain't got enough to do. All right, guys, this is Marvel. Bring it.